0: Hope everyone had a wonderful 4th of July. We actually put out a message and Molly, one of our African gray parrots at the sanctuary was in that 4th of July message with us. Welcome to everybody watching the United States and around the world. And welcome to our moderators and Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. After I open up in prayer, I'm gonna bring my Paizan in. My brother, Pastor Todd Coconado, is here and we're gonna bring him in in a few minutes. So I'm gonna open up in prayer. And then we are going to bring him in. He has a book as well come out from Among Them. I love that title. We're going to get into that as well. And we're going to let the Lord flow because since he is Italian, he could take off like a rocket at any moment, which is fun for me. So we'll bring him in in a few minutes. Let's open up in prayer. Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lord, we come before you. We praise you that you are almighty God. You are high and lifted up, far above every power, principality and might. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise that is due your precious holy name. Father, we humble ourselves before you this day, asking that the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives, so you, your will, and your power become more in our lives. We acknowledge you sent your son Jesus Christ, Yeshua Hamashiach, to the earth. He was the Passover lamb. He walked among us. He was the word, became flesh. He died at Calvary. He purchased us by the shedding of his blood. And after he was buried, He rose again in three days, appeared to many, ascended back into heaven and took his rightful victorious place at the right hand of the Father. He is our mediator before the throne of God. And we honor that before you this day. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we invite your presence in the presence of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, Lord, to fill this place, Lord. To fill this time with us, Lord, to lead and guide us in all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority now come forth, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, take all the glory for yourself. You are the potter, we are merely the clay. You are the author and finisher of our faith, Father God. Without your breath of life in us, we don't have life, Lord. Every breath we take is because of you. We say this day, which means come to us, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Okay, amen, praise the Lord. I always love to open up in prayer. I just think it sets the tone for the entire time we have together. So without further ado, I'm gonna bring in my paisan, my brother. (laughs) Pastor Todd Coconato. Hey, hello.
1: Paizan is right. We are we're like brother and sister, and the uh, people don't understand. There's something about that Italian connection there. You know, I always tell people. I say Amanda Grace is like my sister. I love her to death, and I really do. I just want to tell you know your audience how much we appreciate you and uh, the 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 authenticity that you walk in. Uh, You know, you and I have done a lot of ministry behind the scenes at the beaches and different places all around the country. And uh, some people may not know that, but I've gotten to see you and Chris firsthand and your love for people and and your true heart for God. And so I just wanted to honor you on that.
0: Oh, praise the Lord. I so appreciate that, Pastor Todd. And we have, we've gotten to minister together. Pastor Todd uh, is very well versed in deliverance, which let me tell you. Um, It is an amazing, uh, it is amazing, uh, equipped ability to have when you're dealing with some of the things we're dealing with. So me and him have tag teamed. That's right. before, uh, in some cases. And it's always been wonderful to minister alongside him. Um, he does, he loves the Lord. He is filled with the Holy Spirit. He mm-hmm. walks in the presence of God. He hears from the Lord and he he prays for people. He loves to pray for people. Uh, and so that that is just a, it's a wonderful time when you all get together. Pastor Todd and Marty Grisham. And it's just wonderful when we all get together because we we truly lock up arms in a way and do what we have to do for the Lord.
1: That's right. Wouldn't it be nice if that was how the whole body of Christ was? Wouldn't it be amazing? I I really hope that we get to that point, you know, where we're just focused on the business of the King and being about his business. And that's what I love. I, I just, you know, it's, it's, people have to understand in ministry, you don't always find this. That's why we're talking about this right now, because, it's. It, I wish it was the case, but it's not. And so I, I pray that it is more so, especially as this move of God uh, continues to grow. I believe there's an undercurrent of revival, and people say, "What do you mean that country's going to you know off the moral abyss?" I understand what you're saying. It, it, you know, it is, but at the same time, God is moving, and there is a move of God, unlike anything I've ever seen. A man in twenty plus years of ministry, where people are so hungry, yes. and they're leaving drug sacks at the altar, and. To your your point, they're getting delivered. And so there is good news in the midst of all this. And and I really believe that's why we're still here.
0: I believe that 100% that, that that remnant is growing. Yes. That the amount of people that have become restless and dissatisfied with the undercurrent of wickedness that is happening and the way the enemy is trying to completely pull the plug on America, completely take America off life support and totally kill it people are becoming more dissatisfied with that the the level of wickedness that has grown and 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 you know sin it talks about the word of god the cup of iniquity becoming full people are becoming dissatisfied with that with seeing that they don't want to accept it they don't want to partake in it and more and more You see the rumblings, you see the resistance rising in the midst of all of this.
1: That's right. It's the only way, you know, I mean, obviously I was a strong supporter of President Trump. I still will vote for him and support him again in the next election cycle. But I really believe the spotlight is on the the body of Christ. It's on the ecclesia. What are we going to do? Are we going to pull down the strongholds? Are we going to take authority in the name of Jesus? Are we going to do what the scripture says? You know, it's a it's a real opportune moment because you know, the, the thing is this, even if the United States were to go away tomorrow, which God forbid, I pray that never happens, but the church will remain until the Lord takes us out of here, you know, and, and I always say, don't touch the church, don't mess with God's bride, you know, G, the, he's coming for a bride without spot, nor wrinkle. And I believe this is a time of consecration. I think this is a time where we're going deeper, we're going into the deep end, if you will, you know, and as you do that, God gives you revelation and strategy And it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. And so uh, we have to guard the anointing. And in order to do so, we've got to obey what the scripture says and be hungry for what God has for us. So you mentioned that remnant. I mean, we talk about that so often because it's like there is a rising remnant. And and whenever there's a remnant, it means God's not done moving Mm -hmm. And Amen. so I believe that the Lord is is not done in the United States of America. We just celebrated the Fourth, and I was reading uh, these articles that say patriotism is at like an all time low. And you know, people it went from like in the high sixties and seventies in the in the early nineties and and late nineties to now being less than thirty percent of Americans are patriotic. How did it go so substantially down? Well, first of all, I think it's because of what you mentioned. There's there's reprobate leadership. There's Demonic stuff that's being pushed on us. And let's just call a spade a spade. All this stuff that they're pushing, whether it's the curriculums or some of the laws that they're trying to push through or the religious liberty infringement. This is demonic. It's a spiritual battle. Of light versus darkness. And so what's happening simultaneously is people are looking at this, even the Democrats are displeased with the direction of the country. I saw a recent uh, survey that said up to 80% of Americans surveyed are saying that they don't like the direction of the country. And so I think that's where this 30% number is coming from of people that are patriotic is only 30%. I believe there's more people than 30% personally, but I think that the reason why it's down is because people don't like the direction of the country. They don't like the direction of the policies and, yes. and the, and even the foreign policy. I mean, look what's going on in the Ukraine. We just got out of the longest war in us history in Afghanistan. Thanks to Donald Trump pulling us out of that. Uh, Joe Biden absolutely botched the pullout horrible billions of dollars of equipment were left there. And within a few months, within a few months, we were in another proxy war in Eastern Europe. I mean, can you imagine that? So people are like, wait a minute. I saw Lindsey Graham. I think he was a a pre-speaker to Trump at one of these rallies. And he got up there. and, And this is like his hometown, I believe. They were booing him, Amanda. They were booing. I mean, this guy was being booed by a Republican crowd because people are tired of the warmongers and the neocons and all this demonic stuff that's going on. So it has to be the people of God. It's got to be the church that we got to call on the name of Jesus for this nation and, 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 and be a people of God. Just like when Israel repented, we've got to repent, turn back to our first love. And if we do that, just like in 2 Chronicles 7:14, I believe the Lord will heal our land.
0: I believe he will too. And and this is the time where the Lord is is posing the question to the church and his people. Are you going to bear the standard I am raising in this nation? Somebody has to bear that standard and carry it. He is raising it. You feel that pressure mounting. And it is up to us to buckle down, bear it, carry it. And be very vocal about it. It is up to us right now. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. We this is one of the smallest instruments that has one of the biggest impacts.
1: Right.
0: And also when you when you call the things that are not as though they were when you when you use the sword of the spirit, when you speak the word of the Lord, it affects change in the natural. Yeah. it ha- things happen in the spirit that in the realm of the spirit that affects change in the natural right. and i'm I'm watching as the church is 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 fighting through the 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 remnant and the and, and the rising remnant and the people that are joining ranks are fighting through this to bear this standard I am seeing one of the nastiest religious spirits that I have mm. ever seen mm. least that has literally got, part of the church hypnotized. It's like right now, will the real shepherds please stand up? Right. Like this is, this is this time right now. Will the real shepherds please stand up yes. and lock arms and come to the forefront? Because it is a nitty gritty job where you have to get your hands dirty right now.
1: It's so true. It's
0: not about appearances. The country is at stake. I have two sheep. I can tell you all about shepherding and what a dirty job it is. Come on. Um, how sheep have different personalities and have to be handled differently. I've got Moses born on Passover, hand-raised, was <laughs> surrendered to us as a baby. I've got Archie, who we took it in five months. You touch him the wrong way, he wants to ram you. Right. I mean, I, and when you're dealing with them and when you're dealing with shepherding them, um you you cannot tolerate nonsense you they'll take advantage they will they're overly curious they can get very destructive and they need to be corralled and they need boundaries right And i've learned this because when the lord sent me these sheep he goes now you're going to learn firsthand why i call my people sheep ah that's firsthand, good. you're going to learn this now, and I did. But but this is the moment. This is the defining moment in history yep. where I had been saying it for a year and a half. Where the shepherds and the showmen, that plumb line is being dropped, and you're going to see one of the biggest schisms you've ever seen.
1: Wow, that's so spot on. I'm so glad you said that too, because the the wheat and the tares have been growing up next to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you can discern when somebody loves the Lord and is doing their best to serve Him wholeheartedly. There's a lot of people that have talent that I believe we've looked to in the greater body of Christ. It's a talent. It's not an anointing. And, and, you know, you can be anointed and talented, but if you just have talent, and you don't have the anointing of the Holy spirit. If you're not in the secret place, if you don't have an active prayer life, if you're not inquiring of the Holy spirit, you're not in his word, you're, you're not going to be understanding what the Lord is speaking in this hour. You know, we have to hear from the Lord. You hear from the Lord very well. Uh, There's a lot of people that don't though. And the scripture says, my sheep hear my voice. And you talked about shepherds. I'm so glad, you know, what a great analogy. I don't think I've ever heard anybody that's actually had a sheep use that. That's the best I've ever heard. I mean, there's no better way of really understanding that than than do what you're doing. Uh, But it's so true. You know, I pastored in Los Angeles for 17 years, which is a very difficult spiritual environment. We were, you know, we were right by Hollywood. I was a Hollywood actor. Uh, for many years. And then the Lord redeemed that and saved me and set me free. And then I went back into Hollywood. And I have to tell you, man, this is the crazy thing. Even though there was a lot of wickedness and demonic stuff that we dealt with over the course of those 17 years, the last couple years, something has gotten even crazier. I mean, we're pastoring now here in Nashville. We just opened a revival center a few months ago and we're, we're dealing with witches. We're dealing with, I mean, stuff that I, even in Los Angeles that I didn't deal with. And, and it's 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 really come to the, the forefront now. I mean, you can see there's a clear line. There's no fence sitting right now. It's yeah. either you're in or you're out, you know, and uh, it just shows you the urgency of the hour. It shows you the battle that we're in because a lot of times people say, Pastor Todd, you're too political or something like that. I don't really look at it as political. These matters are spiritual matters that we're dealing with. And any shepherd or anybody who's in the ministry or even just loves the Lord with all your heart, you can see it. There, there's that urgency in your spirit, and it, we've got to be a people of action. I believe God's raising up a warrior class of believers right now. These are people that are lions and generals that are willing to stand, uh, that like yourself, Amanda, that that have, you know, uh, taken a lot of heat for speaking truth. Uh, you know, we we it's not just. Uh, you know people that don't like Christians now. I mean, you got the media, you got well, they don't like Christians either, I guess, but no. uh, you know you got you got the government, some people in government, you got uh, these organizations now that label biblical Christianity as hate speech. Yes. How is it hate speech? Mm-hmm. If you're walking in the love of Christ, there's no more pure love than that. I mean God's agape love is the purest form of love. They're calling good evil, they're calling evil good. It's so apparent, it's so in our face it really blows my mind that some people are still operating as business as usual, like it's the nineties or something, you know what I'm saying? It's like, to your point, I mean, we're at that apex moment. You know, if, if this was a movie, this would be like that climax, climax. moment. you know what I'm saying? it's like, here we are, you know, what are we going to do? And so I'm just thankful for those that are standing. And to your point, there is a, definitely a religious spirit. There's heresy hunters, they take my videos. I'm sure they do it with you, and they splice up little sound bites, and they try to take it out of context. And look what he said, and you know. And, and I really believe uh, these people are from the pit of hell. I, I hate to say it, but I really believe it. They, they want to accuse. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And when you take a stand for righteousness, like you're doing, and 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 some of our friends are doing, thank God, you're you're over the target, and you're and you're going to get flack for it
0: you, you are going to get flack for it. Um, and the, it, you know, what's so interesting. I had released a word from the Lord just a few days ago, which was a very, um, I, 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 sometimes I say to the Lord, I really have to say this, right? Like this is something we real, okay. Okay. It's not up for discussion. Amanda's got to release it. And it had a lot of, of, of weight on it and heat. Well, let me tell you something. Must have it must have ticked the enemy off to no end. Because on Independence Day, our furnace goes down for our central air. And I was telling you a little bit about this, but I had released this word just days prior. And this all happened on Independence Day. And I thought, well, isn't that prophetic <laughs> that the enemy's trying to take out the furnace? In the middle of rising up against independence, that that fire of God, that passion, he's trying to physically take it out, and he's not going to succeed. You know why? Because we're getting a new furnace put in. Come on. And so is the church.
1: <laughs> that's it. He's not going to stop it. You know, that's the thing. Um, I know you know this, and, and I just want to speak to anybody watching this. You know, the warfare in, in, intensifies Uh, When you really go all in, you know, it's uh, there's a lot of people that say, you know, if you're a Christian, you're gonna be blessed and highly favored. No problems. Listen, I wish that were the case. But the bottom line is, when you get in this battle, you are going to deal with warfare. But what I've learned about this, though, man, is that it's never more than you can handle. And even when it looks really, really bad, if we press in and we call upon the name of the Lord and and we don't let the enemy because, you know, when you resist the devil, he's got to flee. And, you know, the thing is, is when when even when he tries his best. I mean, he's, there's been some wicked assignments that we've seen at the ministry, you wow. know, just crazy stuff, you know, where, where if that day you would have caught me, I would have probably been down. I am mean, just gonna be real. But the thing is, is that, you know, my wife and I and, you know, our team and every, we, we press in and we, every time God gets us through it and we end up on top and, and the, the bottom line is you stay in the will of God and, and you just say, Lord, how can I be about your business? You know, and when, when these fiery darts of hell come mm-hmm you're not going to be overtaken i don't care what the devil tries we are protected by the spirit of living god as long as we're in his will and we're pressing ahead and we're, we're not opening the door for sin or areas uh, uh, where the enemy can come in he will try but the gates of hell will not prevail against you the fiery darts of hell will not have any, no weapon no weapon he doesn't say some he says none no weapon formed against you shall prosper and so we're on the winning team. And that's part of what I wrote about in this book is, is you know, because honestly, I don't really like writing books because I want people to be in the word, you know, and so uh, I don't want the, the book that I write to, you know, get anybody distracted. But here's why I wrote this, Amanda, because one night I was, I was sleep, uh, sleeping in bed and my little daughter, she's, you know, four now, but she, she sleeps in bed with us a lot of time. So it's my wife and my daughter and myself. And all of a sudden, I, I, was, I think I was dreaming, but there was a messenger angel so real. It was one of those dreams that was just so real. And at first I was kind of fearful because if you think about it in the scripture, every time uh, there's an angelic visitation, people were paralyzed with fear, right? But then you realize this is of God. This is not of the enemy. And so then I had a peace. And the messenger angel said two things. said, come out from among them and be consecrated. Come out from among them and be consecrated. Very simple message. And then, and then the angel was gone. I still don't know if I was awake or not because it was right there on my bed. The biggest angel you could ever imagine. And so, you know, I, I woke up, I was totally undone and I couldn't go back to sleep. It's like three in the morning, something about three in the morning, you know, yeah, there is, so, yeah. anyway, you know, I go to my prayer room and I'm up for the rest of the night. And I just started thinking about that visitation and what the angel had said, come out from among them, be consecrated. Now I've been a pastor for a long time. I'm hoping I'm consecrated. I mean, my goodness, you know? Uh, so I'm trying to figure out this message. Like what is the angel saying? What I realized is that, and then I took about a year where I prayed over this. This was uh, two years ago in August. And I took about a year and I was praying into this. And the Lord just showed me that the church, the people of God, we've got to come out of this Babylon system. We've got to come out of the wickedness of this era. The scripture says to be set apart. It says that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And it says a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And so I started really digging into consecration and what the Lord was talking about in the scripture with regard to that. And what I realize is because the battle is intense, like we were just talking about, and we're at this very late time, and, you know, it's I think we're in the birth pangs personally. I mean, the hour is extremely late. And and so, you know, we know the Lord could come back at any hour here, and we're seeing biblical prophecy, literally the book of Revelation come to life before our eyes. You talk about these things often. And so if you think about this where we're at this isn't really this isn't a time to be messing around. No. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like we've got to be all in because it is this serious. And you know that's the whole thing about it is like an open door in your life, you know, anything that you're allowing in your home or in your marriage or you know I know there's a lot of people in church that are looking at things that they shouldn't be looking at you see the statistics from Barna and you and you just you know you're blown away by wow pastors are looking at pornography and you got you know people involved in all kinds of stuff and then they go to church these are the open doors that the enemy uses To come against us and to discredit, to try to discredit the the people of God. And so the Lord is looking for us to say, you know what? I'm willing to lay down areas in my life, you know, watching R-rated movies and, you know, having areas of compromise. I'm willing to lay these things down because I love you, Lord. And I want to walk in the fullness of what you have for me. And people look at it like it's a bunch of rules. It's not a bunch of rules. You know what? It actually sets you up for success. And, and, you know, that's the whole thing. So we, we cover a lot of these things in the book.
0: So the, would you say, to that when people look at this and they look at it as a negative, that boundaries are not something negative? They keep us from derailing, going down the wrong road, going off the cliff. I was talking about this with Moses, Moses and Archie, how they need boundaries. Right. Otherwise, they would run amok. <laughs> <Right>. Bound- <laughs> boundaries. Boundaries are not a bad thing Mm -hmm. when the lord puts them in place and you follow them they are meant to set you up for success not for failure
1: that's exactly right uh, you know, the Lord gives us every tool that we need to be successful. I call the Bible, the basic instructions before leaving <laughs> it's earth. Like we literally have this manual that he's given us, you know, now I'm a thick headed Italian. So I'll tell you, my wife always gets mad at me when I'm putting together stuff. I often don't read the manual and I should. And a lot of times it ends up like, you know, <laughs> I got to fix it, you know, but there's one thing that you better read the manual. And that is the Bible for life. It's the manual for life because faith mm-hmm. comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. God. And it's mm-hmm. how you get to know God and how you can also have discernment because we're walking through a spiritual minefield right now. There is yeah. deception the out there. There it. is different things that are going on. So how do we know God? How do we know how he thinks? Getting into his word, you know, and, and knowing his word and having an active prayer life and, and inquiring of the Holy Spirit, you know, so these boundaries. see, When I came out of the world. You know, I was, I used to go to clubs and I was like all in Hollywood. And then when I came out of the world, my friends were like, Todd, you know, you got all these rules. How do you live with all these rules? What what they didn't understand is that these, these things are not It's not that they're rules. They, it, the Lord says, if you do this, you'll be set up for success. You'll have blessing. You'll have favor in your life. People ask, you know, what's the secret sauce pastor Todd? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? You know why? Because It's all about him. And when you follow his word and you do what he says, it's not like, you know, only Todd's going to be blessed. or Only a man is going to be blessed. Anybody who who walks in this again, not that you're not going to have spiritual warfare, but you're going to have the favor, the anointing, the blessing of the Lord in his perfect will. It's not a bunch of rules. It's actually what
0: sets you up for success in this world and for all eternity amen and it does set you up for it is meant to it is meant to give you a solid foundation to put your feet on solid rock so when the storms come that's right the wise man builds his house upon the rock the foolish man builds his house upon the sand when the storm comes and it rages yes you do not completely falter you do not completely fall apart you know i i talk about this many times when when we're in especially in new york and now that you're on the east coast with us you yeah. see some of this too but in new york in the winter right when a storm comes a snowstorm right yeah i may witness the storm but i'm under the covering yes i'm under the covering of my home and i may witness the storm and i may witness the snow piling up and i may feel the effects of it having to go outside and shovel to give the animals pads that are right. outside in their little heated houses to give them pads to come out and things like that and i may feel the effects of it right but it ultimately does not take me down. It does not destroy me. It does not tear down what God has built. And just so any of you are curious, because I know he mentioned the word thickhead before in Italian, that's (laughs) you know, it's,
1: uh, when I got saved, uh, it was like three different people gave me prophetic words. I don't know if you ever heard the story, but, um, you know, I had gotten stabbed nine times and one of them was in the heart. And even after that happened, Amanda, which you would think, you know, the Lord spared my life. Uh, He said, do you want to live or do you want to die? I said, I want to live. He says, well, if you live, you got to be sold out for me and you got to tell people that I'm real. And when I said yes to that, I awakened in the hospital and the woman said, you shouldn't be alive. I knew the Lord spared my life, you know, and what the first one was to the heart, you know, and just a crazy thing. So anyways, you would think that that would have been it for me. But, you know, I actually got. Annoyed and 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 bitter with God because I thought you know I was in the world I had all this favor or seemingly favor you know in the world standards I was making good money I was in Hollywood and all this stuff I get saved I'm like a you know a reject all of a sudden you know the the people in the church didn't really like me and I didn't really like them I was kind of not you know I mean I came from the club scene all of a sudden I'm at this very conservative church you know <laughs> with suits and ties you know I totally stuck out and so for two years I sat in the foyer. And I just tried to make friends and I couldn't make friends. I mean, finally, there was one guy, thank God, that started mentoring me. And that's why I, I so appreciate mentorship and discipleship, because I, I wouldn't be here today if that didn't happen. But, you know, it was the greeters that actually said hi to me, you know. And so uh, for two years, I was in that Christian limbo period where I didn't really have a strong Uh, you know, Christian friend. And I know some people that are watching this, you might relate to what I'm saying, where you've been at a church and you haven't made the connections yet. And, you you know, maybe you're a newer believer. And I just want you to know, we've all been in that place. I've been in that place. And, but the thing is, is like, what I had to realize is that it's not about uh, other friends in the Christian world. Thank God for friends like you and others. Uh, But you know what? It's a personal relationship with Jesus. And it's between us and him. And the thing is, is when I've seen things over the years that could have been very discouraging, you know, I worked at a big church and I saw stuff and, you know, just all kinds. There's the good, the bad and the ugly in the body of Christ. But what's always sustained me is I believe that the encounter that I had with the Lord and and that he had with me. And I would just encourage anybody that's, that's doubting or fearing or dealing with anxiety. Remember, we serve the God of heaven and earth. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And he sits on the throne of glory. And listen, we're on the winning team. And so what happened was, uh, back to that story real quick. I had three people, one in a Starbucks, one in a gym, and one, uh, where was the other one, in a Macy's, that came up to me, man. I don't know if you ever heard this story. And they all prophesied the same thing. They said, don't let bitterness grow root in your heart. And they said, you're going to have, you know, Lord's got his hand on your life and you're going to soar with wings of eagles. And you're going to run, not grow weary. And they started quoting that scripture to me. It was three different people that didn't know each other. My mom couldn't have put them up to it. Okay. I thought if, for the first one, I thought maybe my mom put them up to it, but <laughs> <an> then <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Cause my mom was like writing me words and like, you know, so I, you know, she was all over it. So I thought maybe she had sent somebody into Macy's, but I knew she couldn't have sent somebody into the Starbucks. Cause Oh no. no. She didn't even know I was there. And then I'm at the gym and this buff guy with a bunch of tattoos turns around, starts prophesying. I said, you gotta be kidding me. So when I say thick-headed Italian, I had to have three people prophesy (laughs) over me even after I got stabbed nine times and God spared my life. And finally I said, you know what, I'm done. And that's when I went to Bible school and got all in. But you know, he's real And, and this is the reality of the world. And so even as the world gets darker, the, the people of God, our light gets brighter, and, and we have the answer. You know what I'm
0: saying? And you're absolutely right. It should. Our light should get brighter as the world gets darker. We are meant to be a peculiar people. The word yes. of God says so. Our manual says so. Yes, I always right. say, if you don't understand the manual, you can consult the owner. That's right. You, you can go. consult the owner, but we are meant to be a peculiar people we are meant to not be shaking when the world is shaking perfect love casts out all fear yes we are meant to be that bright light in a dark place when things are happening in this world to draw people in yes. to the light of god into that relationship with the lord through jesus christ that's what we're meant to do we are not meant which i think this is part of where the church veered to become so much like the world to yes the world that's that right. they can't tell us apart yep we are That's not meant to do that, and I think in many instances that is what's happened. In order to try to reach the world, right. they became so much like the world. They compromised so much. They let so much of the culture in, and That's the wokeism right. and and love became enabling, right? And tolerance became enabling. Yes. And then they started allowing everything foul in yes. that shouldn't have been allowed in, in yes. order to run amok and try to dominate the house of God, which shouldn't be that way. Everything unclean, like you said, should come out from among them. Yes. What did Israel have to do in Egypt? Come out from among them. Come on. That's this right. is what went on. They had to come out from among them. And once God got Israel or the Jews out of Egypt, he then had to get Egypt out of the people. Yes.
1: Yes. Thank you for saying that. This is spot on. I feel the anointing right now because
0: I feel it too. I'm
1: putting my to lead on. Come on. You know, I was praying because I said, Lord, just give us your message today. You know, and, and this is, this isn't about us. This is about him. You know, we just, I mean, what you just said, the, the culture of the church that got so much like the world. When I came out of the world, Amanda, and I went to this youth group at this big church, And they looked like MTV and and they were acting like the world. And I said to myself, I just came from a better version of of this. Why would I want to come into the church and and have them be a cheesier version of what I came from? I was seeking real. I was seeking authentic. I wanted somebody to tell me the truth. I knew I was messed up. And I knew that when I would walk into that church, even though the people didn't receive me at first, you know, there was some kind. I'm not saying I'm not trying to make it look bad. I mean, I'm just saying I was so different. And I stood out because I was coming from the world and, you know, there's, there's cliques in churches. If you don't know, you know, there's certain churches, you know, so, but you know, there was some very kind people. I don't want to paint a bad picture here, but the thing is, I was looking for somebody to tell me the truth. I would get into that church and man, I would sweat. I thought a lightning bolt was going to hit me. You know what I'm saying? I'm so dirty. I don't know how I can even be in this holy place, you know, but I knew that it was real. And I knew that because I had seen the evil in Hollywood. I had seen the darkness. Yeah, I had seen the demonic, you know, I had been in nightclubs where I, I, I really believe I saw demonic things there. I saw evil spirits and I saw people under the influence of demonic, you know, assignments in their life. And just, you know, so I knew that if there was this evil, there had to be good. And as I saw it good, the Holy Spirit started revealing himself to me. The Bible says, seeking you shall find, knocking the door shall be open. And, you know, the, the thing that I always loved, when I walked out of the nightclubs in, in Hollywood, Right there on Hollywood Boulevard, there was a guy, I remember this guy, he had a cross, you know, kind of like Arthur Blessed. He would walk around on Hollywood Boulevard with a cross, and I would come out at two in the morning, I'd be drunk, let's just be real, and I'd come out and I'd see this guy with this cross, and it would convict my heart. I remember one time there was a woman that was right there on the street leading worship, and it was like 2.15, i just come out of the club, and here I hear this beautiful worship music, and I started weeping, Amanda, because I knew... In my heart that I was in sin and I knew that I had to give, I knew that if I continue down that way, and I'm going to tell you, a lot of my friends from back in the day, they've died. I mean, I, I look at pictures and I see like four of the five people in the pictures are gone. Some of them are in jail. I mean, their life, if they didn't give their heart. Now, thank God some of my old friends have turned around for Jesus. Praise God. But, you know, the Lord gave me a second chance in life and I'll never forget what he did for me. You know, and and so I just thank you, God. I thank you for sparing my life, a wretch like me. And and listen, this is an hour where I believe misfits and prodigals and and the least likely people that didn't fit in are coming because they're hungry. And and we as the body of Christ have to open up and we got to let them in and we got to love on them. What do you what do you say to that, Amanda?
0: You know, it's interesting you're saying this because I was thinking about this the other day. Um, And, uh, you know, especially the, you know, our generation and and the younger generation before Mm -hmm. us, they are very curious about spiritual things. right. They are curious about it. In fact, the enemy picked up on that and that's where they got lured to new age. But they are curious and they are passionate about it. It's just a matter of wrangling them you know, and, and loving them and bringing them into the kingdom of God, because they have been through so much and they've seen so much yes. that that rawness and that realness translates right, into right. being as bold as a lion against the things of the yes. enemy. When they turn, that's why the enemy does not want right. our generation and the younger to turn yes. because once they do, they become his biggest headache mm-hmm because right. they really want that spiritual experience. Yes. They want it. They seek after it. It's just the enemy has lulled them in the wrong direction. And now the Lord is calling them back. He's yes. left the 99. He's going after the one. He's going after those that have been rejected. He's going after those that have been orphaned. He's going after them. And he's calling them in to be raised up to be mighty instruments for him. And you know, you know the way the Lord taught me how he does this? Which is interesting. When the Lord called me to do the animal sanctuary, he had me take what everybody else didn't want. Mm. Every rejected animal, surrender, orphaned, sick, you name it, that's who he had me take. Yes, And he had me take them in and love them and put time and effort into rehabilitating them. In fact, we just did this with a German shepherd named Cyrus. Wow. And Cyrus is on all of his medications. We just did this. Uh, And uh, praise God for that. I know Cyrus was said right before the indictments, but that's a different story. This shepherd named Cyrus was said to us. Um, And that's the heart of God. He sees what others have rejected, what uh, the orphaned, what has been thrown aside, what has been broken. And he looks through all of that and he says, I can work with that. And that's what he's doing with this generation. This younger generation, too, that's completely tattooed up. That's Mm -hmm. completely marked themselves with everything Mm -hmm. that they want to stand for. The Lord is turning all of that for his good. Yes. And his glory in this hour, because when they turn. And they're beginning to turn. Watch out! The enemy has an enormous, enormous problem on his hands because they will be the mouthpieces that reach their own.
1: That's right. That's right. You know, it's we always say it's the the people that just come to the Lord and go all in or easier to work with than people that have been in the church for 20, 30 years. You're right. have picked up a bunch of awful religious, you know, nonsense that's not even in the scripture. And to your point, I've seen people, you know, be in the Lord for three, four years. I have a friend right now. He's an evangelist. I think he's been in, in Christ for like five years. But he's doing tent revivals all around the country, you know, because Praise he God. just got all in. And just said, you know what, I'm going to just do this. And, you know, he comes from his wife was a stripper at one point. I mean. It's a pretty crazy testimony, you know, but the that Lord is,
0: is, Hey, you look what the Lord did.
1: That's right. You know, when I was pastoring, uh, there was these young ladies that I would see at the coffee shop. I'd always get a coffee because I love coffee before I go to preach, you know, and, and so that I have that extra, chutzpah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I would always stop in. And then these two girls, these dancers, cause I was in LA, not, not stripper dancers, but they were like hip hop dancers and they were in there all the time. And I would always see them and, you know, I minister to them when I'm waiting for the coffee, you know, so we got to know each other a little bit and I always invited them to church. And so for like a year or two years, this would happen, maybe even longer. And, you know, they'd always be in there. Hey, Pastor Todd. Hey, when are you guys going to come to church? I want you to meet my wife. I want you to come in. Yeah, we're going to come. We're going to come. Okay, cool. So finally, one day, Amanda, I'm I'm preaching, and and all of a sudden, it was like you know about two years after I met him, I think, and and I see these two girls come in. I'm like, oh my gosh, they came! This is amazing, you know. So I'm preaching the message, and you know, you get excited when you're preaching, and something like that happens. So I really start preaching, and all of a sudden, I see the ushers go over, and they get the girls, and they they take them up, and all of a sudden, they leave. Now at this point, I would have probably stopped the service, but back then, I didn't stop the service, but I did end the service fast. And right after service, I beelined for the ushers. I said, what happened? They said, well, you know, they they weren't really dressed appropriate for church. And so, you know, we had to kick them out. Okay, two years ministering to these people at the coffee shop. The ushers kick them out and say, you're not welcome at the church. Now, they never came back. Now, they are on my Facebook, and I think they see some of the things I post, but I always pray for them. But after that, we had a meeting, and I said, listen, guys, I understand what you were trying to accomplish, and I get it. But the thing is, is that we've got to understand the revival is going to be a little messy. And when somebody comes in from the world, we've got to understand they're coming from the world. They
0: don't know the rules and regulations and all this stuff. And you can't hit them with it all at once because they'll they'll immediately turn away. So so it's a delicate balancing act
1: you nailed it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so that is where I think we have to rethink. I'm not saying, you know, letting somebody in, you know, half naked. I'm not, you know, I understand that, but (laughs) what I'm saying is though, is that we, we've got to get that religiosity, out of the we've got to understand that what god wants us to do he wants us to go out of the four walls and to to minister the highways and byways and the people that are lost and broken you know when we were at one of the reawakens i think it was a reawaken i i flew into chicago maybe it was something else that we were doing but i i flew into chicago and i get on this bus it's like it's like eleven thirty at night you know i was in a late flight by myself and everybody on the bus for the most part there was like maybe two or three white people on the bus most people were african american on the bus and we're in the bus and the guy's playing worship music now listen, I'm going to I think a uh, you know a, a reawaken or something like that where I'm going to be speaking with people like Trump's you know kids and you know I understand somewhat political event but you know what the, these people I don't know what if they were Democrat Republican whatever but the guy that was driving was playing worship music and this is what happened Amanda and the Lord really taught me something in this bus ride uh, you know worship, I said to the guy that was driving I said brother thank you so much for playing worship music I really appreciate that and and other people in the bus started hearing and started engaging the conversation before, you know, we're having a Holy ghost revival in this bus. I kid you <laughs> not. It's not about political party. It's not about color of skin. It's not about you any know. of the things that they're trying to separate and use against us right, right. now. All a sudden, the spirit of God started moving in this bus ride. And I'm telling you, we got out, we were praying for people outside the bus terminal. It was just because this guy had the, the boldness, the driver to play worship <laughs> In that bus, and it showed me that you know, we're humans, we're, we're we're you know, we try to think that like this person won't listen or this person doesn't want to hear it nonsense. You know, if you're just real, what does the scripture say? We overcome by the blood of the lamb, by the word of our, word testimony. Of our testimony, be you a know? living letter
0: read before all men, be a living letter that is read before all men.
1: That's it. And, 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 and it, and it dismantles. I'm gonna tell you another story real quick. I was just in Springfield, Missouri and I'm wearing a Jesus is King shirt. You would have thought I had a MAGA shirt on I man. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking through this airport. People, some people are like, Hey, that's awesome. Other people are like, you know, it was pretty wild. This woman comes up to me and she says, I'm a liberal lesbian. Uh, what was the third word? atheist? I'm a liberal lesbian. It's and the atheist. trifecta. <laughs> and she goes, I hate that shirt. She says, I'm offended, but I want to rip it right off you. And I'm looking at her, and I said, wait, are you kidding? Are you serious? You know, at first I thought she was like a, maybe like a comedian or something. I said, are you serious? Are you kidding? No, I'm serious. So, you know, I'm standing in this line because uh, some of the flights were canceled. So I had like a captive audience with this woman. And we're sitting in there for, you know, 15, 20 minutes talking. I'm going to tell you something, though. We, you you could do this because you have the same kind of, you know, you can dismantle people and, and speak real because you have that authenticity about you. But I just was talking to her and just being, you know, hey, why do you think that? Why, do you, why don't you like Christians? You know, she started telling me some stories. You know, what is it about, you know, and we had a dialogue. And I'm not saying that she got saved right there and then, but seeds were planted in that conversation, <laughs> Amanda. And it was a difficult conversation. The part of me wanted to run from it. You know what I'm saying? But but the thing is I, I knew the Lord had placed me there. And I think this is this kind of things that we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to talk to people that we might not think maybe they don't like us or maybe they don't like what we stand for. And we have to we have to really pray and ask the Holy Spirit, how do we dismantle the the the, the persona? And, and the assignment of the enemy where they think Christianity hates them and God hates them and, you know, and, and all this stuff that they've come to believe lies from the pit of hell. Yeah, they are. God is giving us an, an unction of the spirit when we inquire and we say, Lord, give me the strategy and how to have this conversation. Give me the strategy and how to go to this place that really I don't want to go, but you're calling me to go, you know, to talk to this person. These are the misfits. These are the prodigals. These are the people that we got to reach, Amanda. You know what I'm saying?
0: That is absolutely right. And you know what? I'm going to, I I don't know if I've ever told this story publicly, but I'm going to tell it now. I'm going to briefly tell this story. So when I, and actually I had to do this recently, reawaken America with a Hindu woman, what you're talking mm. about. So I had to, and, and those are some interesting, um, you well, know, spirits behind that to have to deal with. And right. we had to go through that. Um, but when I was younger, I was in, I helped run young adults group at faith assembly and cause they couldn't find anyone to run it. Cause pastor Jeff had not come along yet. So it was a, a group of us running it. And there was a kid there named Nazareth. Nazareth knew the word constantly got himself in trouble with the world. Mm. One of those. So Nazareth ends up at the local jail. Okay. In which I go visit him. I even brought him underwear. Like I, I, <laughs> I mean, what he needed, I, I would visit. Hey, Nazareth. That's
1: important. Yeah. So
0: he gets out of prison and he calls me. And he says, Amanda, I've been witnessing in prison and I have a bunch of friends that got out. They they just got out of prison. They need to go to church. Can you pick us all up this Sunday? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, this is all <laughs> I get. I I must be about tw- I don't know. I must have been about uh 25 years old, 24, 25, young. Right. And I said, Well. You know what they need the lord they need the lord as much as anybody else so guess Thank what i'm boy. doing sunday morning house to house picking up everyone that just got out of prison Come on filled the car with them filled my car brought them all to church we had the whole row full wow of them and they came more than once some of these some of these individuals that we picked up yes that me and nazareth went about he goes amanda i just knew if i called you you'd do it wow So he
1: called me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I bet you that marked them because, you know, I have friends from back in the day that, you know, we invited a youth group, things like that. They never forgot that experience Mm -hmm. of of feeling the Holy Spirit. Because I always tell people, like, when I preach, you know, look, on my best day of preaching, I can't make you feel something. If you feel something, it's the power of 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 the most high God. It's the Holy Spirit that's tugging on your heart. You know, even in this conversation that we're having, we prayed ahead of time, said, Lord, guide us, show us, share. Let us know what to share today. You know, and, and I just think this is a message that if, if we get this as a body of Christ and we understand the prodigals, the misfits, the least likely, the people that we, I mean, look at David. David was the shepherd boy that was in the back. You know, no one would have thought he would have been the one that God put an anointing on and said, hey, you're yeah. going to slay a giant. You're going to be the king of Israel. You know what I'm saying? It was the least likely, but yet God used him. And and I know, look, I don't have the credentials, you know, the every, I don't have everything that I need to have. But the thing is, is that. God has given me a message and he's given me a passion and I showed up like Isaiah, you showed up. If we show up and we say, send me, the Lord will use us. He, he doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Amen. He, will, he will use us. And I think this is the message right now. He wants us to show up. And to say, Lord, how can I be about your business? How can I be, you know, what you did in picking up those people? There could have been a million excuses you made. It's dangerous. I don't want to do it. You know, I don't have the gas, but you know what? You did it and you planted a seed. And what people don't understand is that seed then went to the next person. We don't know who the next person that God had, but I bet you God had several other people after you that were speaking in their life. And some of those people may, you may not even know that that was a uh, part of the foundation of them now knowing the lord that's what happened with me the guy with the cross the woman on the street in hollywood playing the worship there were little seeds being planted all along the way see a lot of times we want to see the whole thing and we get discouraged cuz we think oh what 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 am i really doing here i don't really know but the truth is it's a team effort and 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 you do your part and and the word does not return back void And then that seed is planted and then it goes to the next person. And we don't know who God's putting in their path. But there's moms that are watching right now. And you're praying for your son or your daughter. And there's nothing more powerful than a praying mama, by the way. There's nothing more powerful than parents praying for their prodigal, their child. And I believe God is going to bring your child back. I believe that your prayers are being heard by the Lord. And don't, don't get discouraged in the waiting season. And don't feel like your prayers are unheard. God is moving. There is something Amanda talked about in the beginning in the supernatural that's being that's taking place. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You're literally praying over their life and something. They're being pulled out of darkness and people are being put in their path. Thank you, Jesus. God is putting people in their path. And, and, and you may not see it all. And so the enemy wants you to be discouraged. The faithful, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And that, that applies to a woman, too the faithful, fervent prayer, keep praying. God is not done. And I believe he's going to bring your child into the, the relationship that you desire with the Lord. Yes.
0: And, and praise the Lord, because, you know, so many parents, we get emails too. I hear it at Reawaken America and where we go, yep. you know, yep. that their, their child has gone rogue. Yep. You know, their child has walked away from the Lord. Their child is in the world. And sometimes one of the best pieces of advice I give them and I tell them, I know this is hard. But you need to step back and pray and let God wrestle with your child. Yes. That's right. God knows exactly what needs to be done yes. to bring your child back and to get them to the point where they go, I surrender. Yes. And your job is to pray and intercede before right. the throne of God. And you let God actively pursue and go after and allow events. Because with the prodigal, events were allowed where the prodigal's father did not intervene. That's right. And they happened in such a way, in such a course, that he realized, woke up and made a U-turn. Yes. And came back. Yes. And that time of being out in the world where, where the father allowed the son to experience it, where he saw the ugliness. He saw the reality and wanted to come back under the covering of his father.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And you know- so that's this is what this time is.
1: You're so spot on. You know, Holy Spirit speaking to me right now. I heard two areas that I want to speak about, too. Is there somebody that's praying for your marriage? And I, listen, as a minister, I want to tell you, uh, Michelle and I, we've had to fight. OK, uh, if you think that we haven't had warfare in our marriage, of course we have. Uh, now, thank God she's an amazing woman. And you know what? We've been able to stand with one another and we have a great marriage. We have a really powerful marriage. But I just want you to know, even in in our life, we've had to, you know, we've had to battle. And, and if you're battling for your spouse, don't grow weary in that time. Keep fighting because the enemy wants to destroy marriage. He wants to destroy marriage. I'm telling you. And you know what? He wants to discredit the saints. He wants to go against what God has. He wants it to look like the grass is greener on the other side. Somebody said this to me, and it's the best analogy ever. If the grass is greener on the other side, it's because you're not watering your own lawn, okay? Bottom line, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's so true. We've got, you know, and and, and a lot of times online, people's lives look so glamorous and so amazing because everybody puts their best foot forward online. And so we look and we're like, gosh, you know, my life, I'm going through all these struggles, and everybody's life is just so great. Listen, as a pastor, I want to tell you this. These same people get into my office. We close the door. And the, the, the person whose life looks perfect, they start yeah. telling me about all their stuff. And this it's has been 20, 25 years. Everybody's got a story and everybody's going through something. So I just want you to know you're not alone. You're not alone. Keep pressing ahead. Don't give up and don't grow weary. Don't grow weary. Stand on the promise of God. Stand on what he said. His promise is yes and amen. Hope in the future. He's made you fearfully and wonderfully. And I just believe that somebody on here... Depression has tried to seep in, and we just want to bind that in the name of Jesus right now. Any spirit of depression that would come over you, weariness, anxiety, fear, doubt, in Jesus' name right now. We just say, Lord, thank you that you're moving. Your spirit is moving right now as we agree in prayer that that's broke over them right now. That that lying spirit, that lying spirit is broke in the name of Jesus. And I just pray they'd be filled with joy and peace right now. And that any lying spirit would fall down, any, any anything that's lying, those words would fall down. Anything that's been spoken over them, they'd fall down right now in the name of Jesus, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
0: Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. The the enemy has launched a full court press. Yes. In this time, he has. This is why you're feeling it more. This is why you're seeing things come from every direction. There are points in times he does this. Normally, when his plans are close to falling apart and faltering, you will see um, the, the full court press happen, the blitz. That spiritual blitz happen in your life. Do not let it get you off kilter. Use that frustration and harness it and start rapid fire with the word of God. Start rebuking the devourer in Jesus' name and resisting. I have to do it a lot. I have to do it pretty much every day of my life. Uh, We get a lot of rapid fire attacks. We get a lot of attacks coming from different directions. Um, Chris gets attacked, his spirit gets agitated. We have to deal with that. So So I understand and Pastor Todd understands because we're there, we're there. We're not online here speaking this out of our lives being perfect. We have to fight every day. Yes. We have to fight every single day because we have an adversary. We are at war. You are a child of God. You are automatically at war with the kingdom of darkness. There's no if, ands, or buts, and there is no middle ground. That's right. And we have to understand that. And we have to be sober-minded and vigilant right now, more so than ever, and alert and aware and listening for God's instructions, because the enemy is not only circling now, he's going in for it. He's going in to take out the weakest. He's going in for the attack. He's going in to scatter the church. He's going in to try to hit the jugular of the nation. He's doing it. Now is our time to put on the whole armor of God and stand and come out from among them. We have to come out from among them and join ranks.
1: Yes. 100%. I'm just absolutely tracking what you're saying. Uh, you know, and here's the other thing about this whole thing too, is that, uh, the Lord gave me a really tough word when we started this revival center here in Nashville. Um, you know, we have a lot of people come, you mentioned deliverance. Uh, A lot of churches are afraid of deliverance. And, uh, you know, look, I didn't even learn deliverance in, in Bible school or nothing. I mean, did I.
0: it was throwing me in the middle of it. and The Lord teaching right. me himself.
1: That's right. But I know because I got delivered and praise God. And the people said that there was no way out. And yet God delivered me and healed me. I would never gone back. Praise God. So I know it's available. And we've seen it so many times with so many people getting healed and delivered. But let me say this. Uh, you know, we opened the Revival Center. I'm at the altar and I hear the Lord say this. He says, Todd, do you believe what you preach? Do you believe what you preach? Well, you know, of course. Yeah, of course I believe what I preach. No, no. Do you believe what you preach? Because you're saying that if somebody comes here with cancer and you lay hands on, they're going to get healed. That's what you're preaching. They, The Lord said, you're you're saying that if you lay hands on the sick, they're going to be healed. You're saying all these different things. Do you believe it, son? Do you believe it? Yes, Lord. He said, because if you don't believe it, you got to get out the ministry. You got You got to just be real and get out the ministry. Now, that was a tough word. <laughs> what? Like, you know, I'm sitting here just trying to, you know stomach what the Lord said and his Holy Spirit said. But I had to get to a point in manner where I believe wholeheartedly that when we're at that altar time and we're staying and we're praying for the folks that come, that we believe that if they have stage four cancer, that the Lord is is willing and able to heal it. That that you know, whatever the prognosis, whatever the report, whose report do we do we believe? We believe the report of the Lord, we believe what the scripture said. And 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 this is coming out from among them because it's like people have spoke things over your life. They told me, Todd, you'll never be a pastor. Todd, you'll never be this. You'll never be that. That you'll never be successful in this. And I told, I never walk again. Yes, yes. And look, here we are. I just want to show people. You know, and this is this is all glory to God. He's taken us from glory to glory. A lot of people see the glory. They don't know the story. But you know, we've been through the refiner's fire. And, uh, you know, I couldn't do any of this without the Lord. I mean, every single day I've tried to preach. I'm telling you, I'll hit a wall. If I'm not in the anointing of the spirit of God, if I haven't studied, if I haven't, you know, been in prayer, I will hit a wall. And listen, we're no better than anybody watching you. It's all, listen, he saved a wretch like me. It's available for you. This is available. The spirit of God, it wants to move in your life and your situation. But we've got to believe it. We've got to believe without faith, it's impossible to please him. But with the faith of a mustard seed, we can move them out. Could you imagine if the body of Christ starts operating in big faith? Could you imagine if if we actually do what the scripture says? That's the devil's worst nightmare is the body of Christ that's operating in the spirit and the anointing and believes it. And is and is taking back the territory for the kingdom of God. That's the devil's worst nightmare. And I think to your point, the climax, here, here's where we are. And it's like, we got to get all in. This is it. This is how we win. People say, how do we win, Pastor Todd? This is it. The scripture lays it out. God's given us everything that we need. We've got to operate in it.
0: We do have to operate in it. We have to have a desire, to a fervent desire to be anchored in it and operate in it. Yes, and it And really, really understand that the Lord that the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells within us. We have to get this, the believer's authority. Yes. that we have to operate in a lot of the churches have tried to quell it they've tried to squelch it they have tried to subdue it and that is where that power and authority both together behold unto you i have given you power to trample upon serpents and scorpions against all the power of the enemy so nothing shall any enemies hurt you authority comes along with that we've given been given both through christ jesus and we have to operate in both walk in sync with both. And yes, we will see incredible things happen in your lives, in our nation. We will see it because that power is available to That's all it. of us through Christ Jesus. Yeah. It's a matter of those who really want to pursue That's that to operate in it. It's a matter of a pursuit of the heart of God right now and his face, not his hand, but his face. Seek his face. It's the pursuit of that. And you will see those things occur. You will see the power of God operating you in ways you never thought imaginable. I have seen things. Pastor Todd has seen things that have blown my mind. That's right. What you commit to it. you that That's the thing. It's walking over that threshold and committing to operating in that power and authority yes. and pursuing that life with the Lord of prayer and of seeking him and of listening for his instruction and laying hands on the sick and not being afraid of deliverance when the Lord presents it before us and doing these things because that is a powerful testimony to to others who experience it, who watch it. those who go through it, those who see it happen many times, it's a powerful testimony to them that there is a power much greater than the media they pursue, than the technology they pursue, than the knowledge they pursue, than the earthly wisdom that they pursue. There is a power far above that yes. that is available to them.
1: Yes. Step into the river of living water. You know, uh, there was this atheist that was trying to argue me online. I don't like to argue online. My wife gets really mad at me if I do. Uh, (laughs) But, but, you know, this I felt like I needed to engage in this conversation. So we're we're, we're having this conversation. And he says, you know, it's a big bang. Everything came from a big bang. And uh, he shows me this quantum theory of how something could come from nothing and the whole explanations. I'm reading this thing, Amanda. And at the bottom it says, and there was a force that everything, you know, made everything happen. You know, there was this bang and there was a force. I said, do you read your own document? He says, what do you mean? I said, it says right on the bottom of this, there's a force. You know what that force is? That was the spirit of living God saying, let there be light. You know, he didn't even have a comeback. He didn't know what to say. I said, you're saying something that came from nothing, but right on your own theory, it says that there's a force, that's the spirit of God, you know, and so we have the winning argument. I mean, it's not even a, you know, it it takes way more faith to believe that something came from nothing, you know, and I said, well, if something came from nothing, why isn't something happening right now from nothing? Why isn't there another bang and another bang? You know, what's what's to say? So the bottom line is they say ridiculous things. Man can be a woman, woman can be a man, all this stuff. We have the real facts on our side, the truth, in all these years, the Bible think about the cancel culture. They would love to find one thing in the Bible that's wrong. They would, if they, if they found one thing, it would be all over the news and all the Bible proved wrong. I just wrote a book. This book, I'm sure there'll be some things in a couple of years that'll be outdated in this book, but the Bible is still living and is the same yesterday, today and forever. And they haven't found one single thing in that scripture that's wrong. In fact, if anything, they keep finding more and more. That's right. Even when they, they say science, mm-hmm. look, look, so here's the thing. Step into the river, the river of living water that people say, it's such an awful time to be alive. Why did God bring me in the earth at this time? I would argue the opposite. This is the church's right. greatest hour. It this is. is.
0: This Amen is. to that. It oh. is our greatest hour.
1: Yes, it's what we've been made for for a time such as this. And and you know, there's a, a word in the Greek, it's called ekbalo. And what it means is to go out, to cast out, and to drive out. It's 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 the word go, go, go out, cast out, drive out. And if you think about what that means, a, a Christian, a, a spirit filled Christian can walk into a room and by the spirit of God that's in us, we can cast out the demonic. There could be a shift in the atmosphere because we're walking in with the presence of the God of heaven and earth and we could go out, we can cast out, we can drive out, we can be about the business of the Lord. And even though it looks dark right now, we can take back this country and, and we just celebrated Fourth of July. I think this is such an opportune moment. We've got to pray. We've got to intercede. We can't give up. The church can't look like we're defeated. We're not right. defeated. We're not defeated. We're winners. This is the, We win this whole thing. And, and, and Satan's a fallen archangel, and, and the God that we serve is the creator of all things. It's a fixed fight, and that's what we talk about in this book.
0: It's a fixed fight. I like that. It's a fixed fight. It is time to be the triumphant church, yes, not the yeah. defeated church. That's right. That's what they want. They want to keep a good portion of the church in the area of defeat, yes, um, in the area of having no power, in the area of confusion, in the area of bondage. And it is time to rise above that and be the triumphant church that the Lord set us up to be yes. on this earth.
1: That's right. The the Philadelphian church, the empowered church, not the Laodicean church, the compromised church. You know, we got to be all in, we got to stand for the entirety of the word of God. You know, I'll tell you this, when I was in LA, there was a couple of pastors, Amanda, this was so bizarre. And they would say, we leave that part of the scripture out. We don't preach that part. And I would look at him. We'd be in like a prayer meeting. I'd look at him like, dude, what are you talking about? You leave out, you don't talk about this. No, no, we don't talk about it. It's too controversial. We'll We'll lose too many people. See, in this hour, we can't be afraid of that stuff. We got to preach and teach the entirety, speak the truth. You do it so eloquently, so amazing, the anointing on your life. And I just want you to know, at the Revival Center here in, in Nashville, too, we want to see all five-fold ministry giftings flowing. That's right. You know, and I really believe strongly it's been pastor-focused in the body for a long time. You know, uh, everybody's kind of looking up this pastor and look, I'm a pastor, so I'm not here saying that pastors are bad or anything. But what I'm saying is that we've got to allow all fivefold ministry giftings to flow and and give that freedom in the body of Christ that we don't quench the spirit. And when when God gives you an unction, Amanda, or when God gives you something, you know, I want you to be able to speak that at our church. You know, I mean, this is what we've got to honor the offices and work together and Amen. be tethered to the body. You know, because it's for the teaching. What is the five-fold ministry gifting for? In Ephesians 4, it says for the teaching and equipping of the saints, for the perfecting of the saints. And there's been a, a problem for many, many years where the other offices have not been really flowing inside the church four walls. We've got to allow that. I think it's going to set the church free.
0: I, I totally agree with you. It is going to set the church free. Um, they all have to work together. The 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 ministry giftings and uh, the problem becomes when one falters, the others try to carry that through and we all need to stand in in our in our lane and what God has anointed us to do and lock arms because together together we are more powerful than we are separate together in agreement in that power of agreement operating in what God has gifted us with we are way more effective that's right than we
1: that's are right. separate that's right so, yes. it's a locking shields locking arms uh you know loving one another being teachable yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'll tell you right now, if I say something that's off, I mean, I pastor for over 23 years now, you know, I have mentors and people that'll call me and say, Hey Todd, me too. uh, you know, and, <laughs> and I think that's so important, you know, and I know you would do that and, and mm-hmm. I would do the same. I mean, you know, that that's what being brothers and sisters in Christ is standing with one another and loving each other. And and we don't need to have these like wars either. We can, we can do it in a loving, kind way. And and that's so, right. God wants the body to be strong. I mean, this is, this is, he's coming back for a church without spot, no wrinkle. And, uh, I just think as we, as we humble ourselves and we seek his face and, and we get in his presence, we get in his word, he's going to give us the strategy. There's people that are watching, you know, at our church, we have uh, people that in a coffee shop. They have a, uh, you know, a weekly Bible study there. I got a guy that's a mechanic. He closes down his shop and has a bunch of men come and they all have a Bible study. You know, whatever it is that God's putting on your heart, just do it. Do it. Just don't have the fear. You know, just do it. Just step into the river, living water. Watch what happens. People from your community are going to come. They're going to be there. Maybe they don't want to go into the four walls of the church, but they'll go into your coffee shop or they'll go into your mechanic shop. You know, I, I, this is a time to think out of the box, but it's it's by being empowered by the spirit of God, strategy, wisdom, and accountability.
0: Amen. Strategy, wisdom, accountability. I totally agree. Pastor Todd, Coconato, my paisan.
1: Come on.
0: So <laughs> wonderful having it. you on. Now, this book come out from um, among them. You can go to com to get it. I think it's such an important message for now. Um, it is, it is definitely a now word with what we see happening. We are to come out from among them. We are to set ourselves apart, consecrate ourselves before the Lord and do the work of the Lord in this very crucial time.
1: Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank Thank you you for sharing that. And I just appreciate you and Chris. I always, you always put a smile on my face and I get fired up when we
0: get together. Praise God. It's iron sharpens iron. That's why Pastor Todd, we so appreciate you. We're looking forward to seeing you. Every week in America. Uh, which is in August, I think is when when the next one is. It's towards the end of August. So we will see you then. Um, oh, and we will have Pastor Todd back on. We will you. bring you. him back on because when we get going, praise the Lord, the anointing flows. Thank Forget you, Pastor Forget about Todd.
1: it. Forget about it, right? Forget about <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> Love you.
1: Appreciate you.
0: Appreciate you. Okay, that concludes our time with Pastor Todd Coconado. Once again, you could go to Todbook.com to get his book come out from among them and he is just he is a fireball and i absolutely love him he is my Paison. and uh we love to lock up arms also and pray together we do it a lot every week in america and um we will have him back on because it is just it is a wonderful powerful time when he comes on and i absolutely love it so thank you everyone for joining us today god bless everyone keep the faith armor up according to ephesians chapter 6 psalm 91 every single day that right now that is like a contract that is like your statement that is something that is powerful when you release it and you speak it forth it goes like a sword into the realm of the spirit and you see it affect the natural so god bless everyone have a wonderful rest of your day and we will announce when we are coming back on and I have to tell you something they work. And wow, he's boom. And <laughs> he got power. I said, "No way." And I don't know. I said, "Amanda, what? What did you do to him?" <laughs> to <told me? laughs> so, it's good. If you are looking for an excellent doctor, if you are looking to get healthier, if you are looking to understand why the things in your body operate the way they do go to sherwood.tv forward slash amandagrace doctors mark and michelle sherwood of the functional medical institute in tulsa oklahoma are there to help you with all of your medical needs in fact i am a patient of the Functional Medical Institute and God bless Dr. Sherwood because Chris was a tough nut to crack on this. But after over a year and a half, Chris is finally on board, he is a patient of Dr. Sherwood's and him listening and and implementing what Dr. Sherwood has taught him has made a difference in his life. So if you are interested and curious as to what they do, if you'd like to make an appointment, if you'd like to see what products they have, because they have some amazing products, go to sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Thank you. you want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing, you can go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARC. ARK to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all my pillow products. They are so much more than just pillows. They have amazing bathrobes. They have sheets. They have slippers. They, of course, have pillows. And they even have dog beds. And I will tell you a fun fact. Noble, our pig at the Animal Sanctuary that many of you know and love has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you'd like to be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARK. God bless, everyone. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver is something that you should invest in, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who's been on Arc of Grace many times. He loves to answer our viewer questions. In fact, he's answered all sorts of questions about gold, silver, the markets, even the real estate market, he's been kind enough to answer questions about. So if you would like more information, If this is something you would like to invest in, please go to bh-pm.com today, that is bh-pm.com. Hello everyone, it's Amanda Grace. I'm here to talk to you today about this incredible product that I use every day called Power Team. It is 130 raw superfoods. And I have to tell you, it is one of the most amazing products I have ever used. I take it every day. It helps me with energy. It helps feed my cells at the cellular level. It helps me with clarity and focus. It helps with so many things and functions in your body, including your gut as well. So if you would like to learn more about this product, if you would like to learn the 130 raw superfoods that are in this product, please go to the link below, or you can go to arkofgrace-ministries.com and go to our shop section, and you will find Power Team there as well. Thank you, everyone. at our sanctuary. They also have outdoor ones. They actually yield 30% more and grow the vegetables three times faster. So if you would like to learn more, go to amandagracegrows.com. God bless. Hello everyone, it's Amanda Grace. I'm here to talk to you today about Reawaken America. I have had the honoring and humbling privilege of being able to be part of Reawaken America since the first one was had at Rima Bible College in Tulsa, Oklahoma in April of 2021. I have watched so many moments happen for the glory of God at Reawaken America. We have seen people healed, delivered, set free. We love to pray for people at Reawaken America. We have had the honor of praying alongside some amazing people uh, Marty Grisham from Mount Round Prayer, Pastor Todd Coconado, who also deals in deliverance. And we have seen people's lives changed. We have seen them set free. We have seen people who are come seeking. And the Lord says, when you seek, you shall find, and you knock, the door shall be opened unto you. They have been seeking, and those seeds get planted for the glory of God at Reawaken America. The Word of God says it is the knowledge of the truth that shall set you free and this is what we are doing at Reawaken America. You get biblical truth, you get a foundation of the word of God and you also get necessary information right now to help you understand what is going on in America and the world. And I am humbled and honored that General Flynn and Clay and Clark would even let me be a part of this and People need the word of the Lord in this hour. That is what they need. They need those who are willing to boldly stand up and with the conviction and the authority from God speak the word of the Lord into their lives. It is a catalyst. It is life changing. And and we praise the Lord that we have continued in this and we hope to see you at upcoming events that are happening this year. We hope we get to pray over you at these upcoming events.